This is Indian Noir. You're listening to the season 1 finale, episode 22 of His Night Begins. Vidard started the truck and drove straight at the steel shutter. He hit the guard waiting outside head-on, and the thug was stuck to the front of the vehicle for a while, before he disappeared underneath it. Vidard heard the girls screaming at the back. Sorry for the rough ride, girls, he said. The other two guards started firing at him from within the guardhouse with their pistols, and the bullets shattered the front window. Virat reversed and rammed the guardhouse at maximum speed. The truck managed to decimate half the structure made from cheap plywood in an instant. Virat heard a few satisfying crunching noises as his wheels ran over the two attackers. Then he pulled back and drove out of the compound, taking the gate with him for some distance before it fell off. He rode the damaged vehicle to a quiet industrial area some five kilometres away from the brothel. He gave the girls some money and asked them to catch a cab. They thanked him profusely. One fell on his feet and cried. Virat lifted her up and said, I am freeing my Anya. That is the best I can do, he thought. He watched the girls jog towards the main street, looking for a rickshaw or a cab. Virat then pulled the GPS unit out of the truck. The police may look for the truck, and the owners of the truck would get suspicious if it didn't return on time. He had a narrow window of time to get to the depot and find some answers. He pulled out a logbook from the glove box and checked the roster. The truck wasn't expected until late afternoon the next day. He exited the truck and started walking north. He got into his car, parked a few streets away and sat looking at the city lights brightening the night sky. Then he cried. He had never cried in his life. Even on that dreadful morning, he had gone to see his baby's body. Virat had a wonderful Sunday with Anya, taking her shopping and watching two back-to-back rom-coms with her and Nirmala in his apartment. He slept through most of it, and when he woke up, the girls were laughing at him. They had decorated his face with caramel popcorn. He had kissed Anya when she left and asked her to be safe. I'm a big girl, Daddy. Stop worrying about me, she had said to him. Yes, Viru, stop mollycoddling her. Nirmala slapped his arm playfully. He watched her walk down the stairs, looking back a few times, blowing kisses at him. If he knew it was going to be the last time he saw her, 
he would have asked her to stay back. The next day he had a job in the neighbouring city. Getting rid of an accountant who had screwed over thousands of innocent families and not-so-innocent mobsters by siphoning off their cash to the Cayman Islands. A safekeeper can never afford to betray his wards. And in this instance, he found Virat garroting him as he ate cheeseburger and fries in his car, 100 kilometers out of Indraprastha, on his way to a safe haven. Nowhere was safe when Virat was on the job. Virat drove the body to the dock, dragged it aboard one of the mob's ferries, and asked the captain to take them to the sea. He cut open the accountant's tummy so that the gases would escape once the body started decomposing, so that the body wouldn't become a floater. Virat saw several missed calls and a voicemail on his phone when he reached ashore. It was Ravina. She was frantic. Anya was not home and she wasn't responding to phone calls. Virat got back on land and raced home immediately. He used all his contacts, all his energy, non-stop for seven days in vain, to trace her. One week later, a policeman who was a friend of the mob passed on a message of a dead body found in a dumpster outside a small indie cinema in a bohemian part of the city. Virat stood in front of the body as the police went about their business, dusting for prints, bagging evidence. He knew they wouldn't find anything, and even if they did, nothing would happen to the people involved. This was a country run by criminals, some wearing white starched kurtas, some wearing uniforms, some wearing suits, and some wearing hoods. A wave of nausea washed over him. He clenched his jaw shut and pressed his hands to the side of his hips. He watched as they placed her torso carefully on the trolley, followed by her head. His little princess. His angel. He saw terror in her dead eyes. The horror of that sight would never leave him. Presently, Virat stopped crying. He sipped some whiskey from his stainless steel flask. He hacked into the GPS unit from the truck and got the coordinates for the depot, which came up as Iron Sons Transport Home. Then he rang Leduvinayek and asked him to wait at a certain spot on the highway with plastic explosives and digital timers. Virat checked the mirror. His eyes were red with rage. The tears had dried on his face. 